MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Okay, Stephen Bond, thank you. It is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. This is VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, he's Michael Lombardi. Hope you had a great weekend. We continue with football tonight. New England hosting Chicago quickly. I'm just going to do something that's daring. I'm going to double dip. I brought up Doc Rivers. Now I'm quickly, and then we'll move on. I'm going to bring up Jimbo Fisher. Who, who said this about his loss to the Gamecocks at williams Bryce? Quote, we were right there. It's not like we got ran out of the stadium after Texas A&M <laughs> lost to South Carolina. I just had to say it. I'm sorry. I had to troll I mean, you. like, where That's did he come up with dip. that? You, you're, you got $80 million left, and they paid you ridiculous. Frank Beamer, I mean, uh, Sean Beamer's on a discount program. He's in year two of his program. You're in year three. You're in year four of your program. Like, the fact that you want moral victories with that, I mean, like, seriously. I mean, the only reason he's not getting fired is because, you know, he's two games below Kevin Sumlin, just so we know. Let's put that myth out. Like, Sumlin had a better record at A&M than this. Let's put another myth out while you got me going. Anthony Lynn was better at at the Chargers than this guy is. (laughs) Like, this guy, talk about defense? I mean... You got worse on defense with Anthony. Anthony Lynn was a better head coach than this guy. We can make all the fun we want about Anthony Lynn. Go ahead. Make it. Go ahead. You're not going to make any fun about this guy? I mean, there's actually people that were dumb enough to think he was the best coach in the league last year. Can you imagine that? Like, this guy is a fraud. I mean, he's a, he's a complete – like, he's he's truly Kaiser Sose. He's, he's truly Kaiser Sose. Like, he goes for it on fourth down. They hurry up to get there. 
I didn't realize this, and I'd love to hear your commentary since we're in the A block of this show. Bill Berman told me this. I didn't see it. I was flipping the game. But apparently Detroit, when they got it down to the one-inch line, your boy, Dan Campbell, decided to go fast because so, they're so yeah, good Jamal. offensively. They're going to go fast. And didn't even yeah. challenge it. He, he didn't challenge the spot. The tight end may or may not have scored, but he didn't even think to slow it down. Berman's completely right. Then Jamal Adams, who had never fumbled, they ran quickly, so he was out of sorts. They fumble on the half-yard line. The Dallas Cowboys recover. That was one of five takeaways for the Cowboys. It was... And then it went downhill from there. And then it went downhill from there. It's a 10-6 game. And by, and by the way, we're built on caffeine and toughness. The Cowboys, look what they did on the ground. Look what Deke and Pollard did on the ground. They just beat the crap out of this Lions defense, which is such a fraud. Anywho, that's the threesome right there. We went Jimbo Fisher, Doc Rivers, and Brandon Staley. And I'll say this about Staley. Pete Carroll gets laughed at because, you know, he's jumping around. He's 70-something years old. He ran circles around the Wonder Kid oh. yesterday in Los Angeles. Oh, I it mean, was, like that, let's just close. stop that. Like, like Pete Carroll, I, I, I'm convinced of this. Pete Carroll, Bill, and Andy Reid, they might coach to 90 because these guys they're coaching against, it's like they're getting laughing. easier. They're laughing at them. Like, it used to be in the NFL, you had to do service time. You had to go through and be a, a coach, that you had to be a coordinator for a long time. You had to be a – just to get a coordinator's job was rare. I mean, now we've got all these guys that call three first downs and they're head coaches, and then they go out there and they do dumb things, but it's okay because analytics says it's okay. I would be insulted if I was if, – if Mike McDaniels represents the analytical community, they need to fire him. They need a better spokesman. Can I say this as well? A bit of a regression at the quarterback position, which is not a good look for Staley – there with the Chargers, and we've talked about it. Something's weird. The vibes are weird. The team isn't buying nope. into this daily message, and that's the complete opposite. How can they, the Patrick? Seahawks. How can they? They know he's going to cost them games. He doesn't. When Keenan Allen put that tweet out there, it told you everything you needed to know. What are we doing? And the result was not what matters. The result was just a byproduct. That tweet tells you everything about that team. They don't buy into what he wants to do. Like, they're not buying into it. Like, they don't trust him. They don't trust his game plan. They don't trust his decision-making. Like, that's what you have to have. And us as betters at a betting network, we don't trust him either. We don't trust him either. Like, I don't trust Doug Peterson either. Like, I'm asking you this question. If Brian Dayball was coaching Jacksonville and and Peterson – Jacksonville wins the game easily. I'll, I'll answer your question. Just flip you the staffs and tell me who wins the game. Let's discuss That's the that game, game we should play. Flip let's, the staffs. Let's, let's, we should play let's, flip the staffs. I like flip the staffs because if you told, if you flip the staff there with the Chargers, listen, they closed four and a half, five. They lost by 14 points. This is a cheesy way to lay it out, but if you put the roster of Seattle and the roster of the Chargers on paper and you told me the Chargers lost at home by two touchdowns, that's malpractice. Like, it's, you it's, have it's, the better nobody team. says anything. Nobody says anything. We got people that believe he's the best coach because he went for it on four. He makes horrendous decisions during the game. You know, they don't protect the right, t- the right tackles getting beat around the edge. There's a strip sack. I mean, there's a way to play the game. There's a way to play the game to win the game. You know, he, he goes for it on fourth down in Cleveland, and people are like, and he stands in front of the podium and, and tries to make it like that was a really smart decision. Are you kidding me? The reason we're in this mess that we're in 
in the NFL because nobody's being held accountable for it. Like nobody's holding. Like, could you imagine if you had to go answer to Al Davis if you were Brendan Staley? If Keenan Allen's a pretty bright dude, that was purposeful when he said, "What the f are we doing?" Let's just we'll of end course the Charger conversation with there, but that was concerted. Okay, uh, now. Let me get to the Giants, and I love the idea of flipping the staffs because the Giants staffs uh, versus what's happening with Peterson and the Jaguars, the Giants just don't beat themselves. No turnovers. Jones and Barkley both ran for 100 yards. Fundamentally sound. They make tackles. That's the Wink Martindale impact. They're clearly well coached, and they beat the more talented team down in Jacksonville where they hadn't won in forever. Let's discuss this game, a 23-17 winner for, of course, Dayball, and the Giants. Well, everybody was on Jacksonville. The Sharps were on Jacksonville. That's all we heard. And I like Jacksonville too, but there was no way I was giving it out as a play. And why did I say not to give it out as a play? Because whatever the strengths of Jacksonville are, okay, he doesn't want to use them. So he's got he has he has 21 carries in the game. He averages 6.8 carries a game a play, and yet he refuses to run the ball. He refuses to run the ball. He calls 43 passes. In a one-score game. That's who he is. Then he's got a fourth at his own 20. It's a 17-13 to 13 game. He could make it a one-score game. Go to 20-13. to 13. No, not good enough for Dougie. He's going to go for it. We're back in 2017. I put an album out in 17, Code. We go for it. We win titles. I got a, I got a, I got a whole... I got a whole monument built to me. I got a statue. I'm Churchill. I got a statue in front of it. That's why I do it. I mean, how many more games is he going to lose for him? Like, he refuses to run the ball. He refuses to play. His best player is ATN. I don't know if I could tell you. His best player is ATN. By far his best player. Guy's got 14 yep. carries. Now he turned it over in the red zone. 114. They couldn't stop ATN if you like it. Meanwhile, Barkley's the best player over on the Giants. He gets 24 carries. 10 more carries. Right? Daniel Jones only throws it 30 times. Only the big, the lot, they, they make no explosive plays of the game. They had a long run of 20, a long run of 24, and the 32 yard pass. That's it. Manage the game. Manage the game. Let's not beat ourselves. Let's keep it in here. We don't turn it over. We'll play. We made them, they made one mistake in the game. They made one mistake in the game. They went for it on fourth and two down at the red zone. He, and he probably kicking himself for doing it. Controlled the clock. They had the ball 34 minutes, the Giants. Couldn't get off on third down. 70 plays, win the game. Old Dougie Fresh Peterson miscues. Fundamentally, they weren't where the Giants are, and that's facts. Let's hear from the 6-1 and one head coach of the New York football Giants, Brian Dayball. I'm never really happy, ever. Uh, you know, it's always on to the next week. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we won, uh, but, you know, there's, like I say every week, there's certain things to clean up, and this week's no exception. You know, there's some good things we did, too. I thought offense got off to a fast start, did a good job again, converted third downs, did a good, good enough job in the red zone, took care of the ball defensively, got the ball out there when they were going into the red zone, had a critical fourth down stop. So, again, critical moments. That was good, but we gave up too many yards. We didn't capitalize in the red zone. Um, didn't finish the game the way we should have finished the game. So, you know, there's always things to clean up. Let me say this about Coach Garrett in the previous regime. What Brian Dayball is doing with Daniel Jones 
it's pretty basic and rudimentary. He's getting them outside the pocket. Yeah. It appears they're running about seven to eight plays, keeping it simple, not turning the football over, and they're winning football games. Is it that complicated? No. And the other team had 13 penalties for 81 yards. Dougie had 13 penalties for 81 yards. Fresh. I mean, yep. Dougie Fresh. I got a statue just in case you need to know it. I got a statue over here. If you <laughs> want to bet Dougie. Churchill. If you want to bet Dougie, you gotta you gotta tell like this is what I said. Like I'm not second guessing this, Patrick. I said this on the air. Like if you're betting Dougie in the three, you gotta over he's gotta win by fourteen to overcome some of the mistakes he makes during the game if he just manages the game better. Just ma- I mean he averaged six eight a carry in the game and he only got now you say, well, one of the things that, that, that Sir Wink Martindale has done well is play third down. They were forty six percent on third down. They were 46% on third down, they, but they didn't have the ball enough because they couldn't get off the field on. They were six for, they allowed six for 12. The Giants just kept eating the clock, eating the clock, eating the clock. They got three penalties. They got three, three of the 15, three of the 13 penalties were for first downs by the Giants. I, I guess I should whisper this because I was the one saying that Jones was going to be a free agent. Let's be clear. Just because they're winning some football games, Dayball and that organization, they're not going to completely throw out what's going to happen over the next 10 years at quarterback. So no, we shall I, see I, still on the quarterback. I think what they've said is, look, he's probably worth 22, 23. If we get him for that, we'll take him. If not, we'll find somebody else for that. We're still looking for a quarterback. Shout out to our buddy. You don't have Chris to Felico. pay him $50 million because he's your quarterback no. like the Cardinals did. That's exactly right, and they played it perfectly as opposed to the Cardinals paying him early. Bleak is listening. He's killing it in the Circa Invitational. He's betting some Serie A soccer right now, us both. When we come, I need to ask you about the quarterback. So Jones or Zappi, do you change anything with your handicapping? That's next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, VSIN pros, as an example, we're just texting with ESPN's Chris Felica. His Circa Invitational picks are available when you become a VSIN pro. Right? So make sure you do it. Make some money. VSIN.com slash subscribe. On top of the professional picks, you get the host picks every single day that are categorized. They're kind of archived for you with the pro tools, the pro tips. Betting splits, every guide available. It's 99 bucks. lose Super Bowl. Just go sign up. It's vcin.com slash subscribe. Okay, so we do have, as we welcome you back, I, I want to get to Monday night. We've got Pritch coming up for a half hour. Look forward to Mike Pritchard. Michael, it does appear, and it's terrible for the kid, because Brees Hall, mm-hmm. the Jets rookie, yeah. looks like it is Horrible. an ACL. That's, that's, that sucks. I, I hate part of my yeah. language, but that's terrible. He's very explosive and very good. No doubt. And he was really, to me, he gave them an excuse to behave the way they're behaving, which to me is the right thing they're doing. I mean, give them credit at the Jets. You know, I I think to me, they're playing exactly to the strength of their team. They're playing to their defense and they're able to, to keep Zach Wilson from hurting him. And he was trying to hurt him yesterday. Trust me now. I thought he wasn't very good at all. And I think if Russell Wilson plays as bad as we think Russell's playing, I think the, the, the difference in that game was Rippian. You know, the guy throws 22 incomplete passes. I mean, well, the fact that they called 46 passes in a game where you're playing your backup quarterback. I mean, just think about this, right? Think about setting up the game plan to win, right? So the Jets have 24 rushes, 155 yards. Hall's got four of those carries for, 60, for 72 yards, makes the big run. Okay, they come back and, you know, but they only throw it 26 times. I mean, Zach Wilson had 121 yards passing. But they got ripping throwing it 46 times. Now, you say, well, Denver couldn't run the ball as effectively. Probably right, but Denver had 28 carries for 105. They were at 3-8 a carry. They actually ran the ball better than the Jets did if you take away the long run. Now, I know you can't take it away. But to me, this was really about, like, you got ripping out there. I mean, Lamar Jackson throws 13, 16 times. Mariota, say what you want about the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, they, don't, they didn't try to change who they were. 
Mariota threw it 13 <laughs> times yesterday. They, they were down I, 21, and they just kept running I the ball. It was the best. Ca- Arthur Smith. I tip my cap to Arthur Blank. I tip my cap. He knows exactly. See, to know who you are is a sign of intelligence. To not know who you are, I know he went to Yale, to not know who you are is not a sign of intelligence. Like, that's the problem. I tip my hat to Arthur. Like, okay, I got it. I can't play this way. I can't play. I'm going home. I'll just keep running it. I can't play this way. And and I think, to me, that's part of the problem. When you fall down by 20-plus points and continue to run the football, that's nothing but respect, bro. Like, the fact that you're just so married to your – what you're and again they've been a great surprise by the way if you want to scare this halloween if you want to scare the jets coaching staff dress up as zach wilson they are afraid of that oh. dude and that's going to be an issue they're not forward. letting them give them credit though they're not going to let them beat him the last time he participated in a game was pittsburgh and the fourth quarter against pittsburgh that's where this this whole thing started but they've gone on the road and they said zach a punt's a good play now think about this patrick they had they had they had 13 drives in this game. They had 13 drives. Let's say they had 12 because the last drive was downs, right? They had they had seven. They had eight three and outs. Eight three and outs. They had one four and out. They had two drives in the game of 10 plays and one drive of seven. They got the ball in the turnover. They went seven plays, 21 yards. They kicked the field goal. That's what, what we're talking about. You're not going to get a head coaching job if, if you're the offensive if you're Mike McDaniel's here because you're fourth third down you you probably will I shouldn't say that Mike McDaniel probably will become a head coach I shouldn't say that but you're calling you're running the team to avoid the quarterback from killing you the only way the Jets lose that game and you said to me on the air yesterday you said you're taking the Jets I said yeah this is a game that sets up perfectly because they're not going to let Mar- Zach Wilson beat them they're playing that way. Michael Lombardi taking the Jets is a perfect example as a better, where you have to separate emotion, separate previous conceptions, conception, and then just in a vacuum, what are you looking at? That's exactly right. what it is. I knew this. I knew this the about the game. The I knew that. I knew that Denver couldn't block the Jets. I knew that. I knew that the Jets couldn't block Denver. Okay. So, I, I, as I told somebody in the book, the under is going to be in play no matter what they put that number at. Right. And that hit, that number was 37. What did it come in at, 25? Okay, never in doubt. All right, so, and I'm not good on over-unders, but I knew this the way this game was going to go. And so the fact that the Jets have styled themselves after this way where they don't mind punting, and they play to the strength. And look, we know this. Denver can't score with Wilson. What made you think they were going to score without Wilson? The other half of the Lombardi doubleheader, just quickly on this, I thought they were auditioning Josh Jacobs during the pre, and all of a sudden, Jacobs, he was rushing for over seven to carry, a nice win for the Vegas Raiders, 38-20. to 20. I think what made this game significant was that going in, when you play Houston, Houston's the classic 50-minute team, right? They're going to play hard. Now, why are they just a 50-minute team? Because the way they set up this team, the way Lovey wants to play defense, it's with fast guys that are small. And so by the fourth quarter, they get worn down. Where the Raiders won this game was they had they were able to keep throwing the body punches, right? They had four drives of over 70 yards in the game. I mean, they were able to take the ball down there. And so they were able to do – excuse me? No, go ahead, Michael. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I got P- Stephen was in my ear. I'm like, who's talking to me here? I got I, I was on the transistor radio. I thought I was on Gilligan's Island here. Anyway, what they were able to do is they were able to carry the offense. They the best field position was the 29 yard line, and they ended the game with four drives of over 70 yards, and they scored touchdowns on them. And Jacobs in a two back set has been my- magnificent. So we don't have Patrick. So I'll continue on. So I I think this was a game where it was going to be close. I thought the seven would have been the right number to cover, and it's 24-20 in the game. And then all of a sudden, San Francisco, excuse me, uh, Houston has a fourth and and less than one, and they fall start. And then they have to punt. And then once the Raiders got the ball back, once the Raiders got that ball back off that punt, they were able to then take it down the field and make it 31-20 with about seven minutes to go in the game. And then the game was over. So that's kind of how they did that. And so, Patrick, are you back with us? I missed you. Nope, you're I, not back with I us again. I promise I'm not trying to bail out on you. I am back, Michael Lombardi. We're having some connectivity issues, which will get squared away. Um, before we bring in Pritch, if I can, I wanted to ask you, do you handicap this game tonight differently at the quarterback position if it's Jones or Zappy? No, because I think here's what's happened. I think... You know, and I've seen this too many times in my lifetime. I, I've been in a I've been in a team meeting room where Belichick will basically tell the team, "Look, guys, we've done it your way. It doesn't work. We're going to do it my way now." And after that Baltimore game, and Mac got hurt, and they had to play Hoyer, and then they went to Zappy. They're going to do it his way. They've had one turnover in each of the last three games, off of a disastrous turnover streak. They're still 28th in the league in turnovers. They're going to play their way from here on out. And basically all the Zappy has done by showing how effective he can be is to tell Mac Jones, you run the offense, Mac. Don't tell us how to run the offense. All right, there it is. Again, lost... that number tonight as I think we're good to go here. I, I, I think it's up a, to eight and a half. I, I don't know what. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a close game. I think the way the Patriots have to play is going to be – they're not explosive. They're not going to be out there, you know, slinging it all over. I mean, Mac Jones was trying to throw it down the field. He averaged 8.1 yards per attempt. They've kind of scaled that. They're still making plays, but they're going to be methodical and control the ball. I, I think it sets up for, you know, a team that's, you know, with eight points on an under as low as it is, that's kind of hard to ignore, Patrick. So you do like the eight and a half with the Bears. I, I don't want to give it away too much, but do you feel like that's a little too much for New England to lay here? I, I, I do because I, I think that Fields can make some plays with his feet, challenge the defense, and look, the Patriots are still prone to turn the ball over. They haven't eliminated that. Now they've gotten better at it, but they haven't eliminated it. You give Bill Belichick the edge over Eberflus? I'm just plain. I will say Eberflus slightly. has been impressive because he's he's done what he's needed to do with this team this year, to be fair. I feel bad for Eberflus because they're all still talking like Fields is going to turn this around and can he turn it around? You know, that's going to be the question mark. Is Fields going to be good enough? I don't see it. I don't see it. You know, so if he can't turn it around then we've got real issues. And so he's going to keep going down this road. It's the worst place to be as a coach, going down the road with a quarterback who's uncertain, and you keep giving him time, and then by the time you realize he's not ready, like they, you know, like a lot of guys, all of a sudden you're out of a job. So I think it's going to be really challenging for this thing moving forward. 
So as we come to break here, Patrick, I'm glad to have you back. <laughs> we'll get it squared away. And we've got Pritch, Michael Lombardi, coming up here on the Lombardi line, breaking down week seven as we head into Monday night football. Chicago Bears and that exciting offense against the New England Patriots. You heard the quarterback discussion there with Michael Lombardi. A tremendous job by the big guy carrying that segment, which I appreciate. We're coming back with Pritch next here. Lombardi line. It's V-CIN, the Sports Betting Network. You're listening to the Lombardi line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it is the Lombardi line as we welcome you back, presented by BetMGM. Of course, the big guy there, Michael Lombardi, Ocean City, New Jersey. As we close out week seven in the NFL tonight, the Patriots host the Bears. Should be lit, to say the least. You got a low total up to eight and a half at a couple of shops, Michael, with the Patriots laying it. On Mondays, we like to recap the week that is and was in the NFL with our buddy Mike Pritchard, VEASAN host. We take a deep dive with our NFL insider, Mike Pritchard now. Hey, Pritch, how you doing, buddy? What's going on, guys? Great to be with you today. Good to be with Great you too, to Mike. You. Can I start it off, Patrick? Can I, can yeah, I start please. it off? I'd, I'd, like your re- I'd like your reaction to what Mike McDaniels did from a player standpoint. If mm-hmm. you're out there on the field and you know you have a chance to go up by nine points in the fourth quarter, what were you thinking when you watched that? Um, that he, <laughs> I, I didn't understand it, to be honest with you, Michael. I mean, uh, you're, you're trying to win the game, but more importantly, uh, keep credibility, right? Um, I, I, thought, I didn't like the decision, honestly. I, I mean, I, I thought the Dolphins had hit a ceiling offensively, too, in that game. Uh, and, and you factor in the Steelers and their situation. But, no, I, I just didn't understand it. I mean, I think a lot of players are, are in tune with that right now. There, there was another play or another game in, 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 in a similar instance in terms of, okay, Dable, you're on the road, you're down 17 to 13, kick a field goal because you're playing great football and uh, get within that one possession, but he didn't do it. Now, the team uh, still rallied and won the game, and, and credit to the Giants that way. But, yeah, I think each and every week we have some similar coaching decisions that, that as players, you, you still scratch your head. Now, we're fortunate. Uh, you don't think twice about it because you got to win, but – uh, if we would have lost that game or something like that, now you start to uh, kind of fade a little bit on credibility towards that head coach, that new head coach. And speaking of credibility and head coaches, uh, your boy, Mr. Hackett in Denver, <laughs> losing it quickly here. I mean, look, you just had the Jets come in and beat you. They were favorites on the road there at Denver. A season that had so much promise coming in. The Broncos right now, it's a disaster. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, offensively now defensively it's not a disaster i mean my goodness a lot of teams would take that defense right now uh but offensively zero confidence uh and it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback at this point i, I mean it's about the offensive line which i, I think uh it's not tough enough uh, now i know they have injuries uh but just the mentality is not a tough mentality so how do they fix it too guys and i, I think it's better as we want to envision a team being able to fix it but but with today's cba uh, and lack of contact, if you're trying to uh, rev it up and, and uh, you know, create a physical presence, how do you do that in a week of practice when you don't hit anyway? Uh, so I don't know where the Broncos are going to search in terms of trying to incorporate being tough or incorporate a certain mindset in, in order to run the football. Because office, offensively, uh, they can't throw the football. The playmakers are not getting open, they're not creating enough separation, and certainly not making plays consistent consistently. Uh, so it, it's a world of hurt 
uh, for the Broncos. I think if anybody's happy, probably the happiest guy on the planet is Pete Carroll, uh, understanding that he could have a high first-round draft choice from the Broncos next year. You know, that, that that's a great point, Mike. I, I don't think people are talking enough about that, about how – you know, these picks that people just give away that they could end up being like really high draft choices. And, you know, I, I think when you watch this, I don't know what Denver's going to do, but if I were George Payton and I and here's the quarterback I picked and here's the head coach I picked, I'd be mm-hmm. worried about my job since this new owner's in town. And you could just tell, I don't know how you felt, but I could tell the fans in Denver yesterday didn't have any confidence that their team was going to beat the Jets. None at all. None at all. And that, that stadium is uh, fantastic when it comes to the support of the fans having played there. Uh, they had a reunion with the Super Bowl team, and they had a lot of Hall of Famers and superstars that everybody uh, cheered for back in the day. And uh, that energized the fans more so than the game, right? And that's the problem, right? And, Michael, this is a question for you. I mean, with the, with the Broncos in this state, uh, it, it's like, wouldn't you start looking at some trades uh, if that could help you get some of those those draft picks back? And I don't know if you're going to get any number ones or anything like that. Uh, but obviously, you're going to have to upgrade that roster moving forward, though. Yeah, I, I think to me, there's such a fine line, right, about what do I do? Do I if I what message am I sending to the locker room? Right. Mm-hmm. Do I send a message of, OK, I'm giving up on the season uh, or do I make something that benefits short and long term? And, you know, they're in that kind of area where they're just good enough that they can't give up on the season, but mm-hmm. maybe they can give up on it in the offseason. I, I, I agree. They're going to have to do something. But these picks are going to they're, – they're too good of a defense to be right. this bad. And everybody – me and – I was – look, I think – See, Pete Carroll is a lot sharper than people give him credit for. He saw this in Russell. Russell only running last year, yards per attempt. He had all the symptoms. I think the other thing, Mike, what we lose sight of is the fact that, you know, there was a time when I was first in the league, you were in the league. At 36, quarterbacks were kind of at the end of their careers. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, Brady and Breeze has kind of made you think that they can play on forever. When we know 36 is the – I mean, Matt Ryan just – it's he's like he hit a wall and he's done. I mean, Russell looks like he's hit a wall and he's done. Like there's just to me, you traded for a 36 year old guy who looks done, and I think that Denver's in a tough spot. They're going to have to sell assets. There's no doubt this off season. Yeah. Well, how about conversely, Geno Smith in Seattle, 32. It looks like he's just getting started. Also, you talked about the draft picks. RB1 goes down, Mike Pritchard, and then all of a sudden, Kenneth Walker, the rookie, comes in, and he goes off yesterday. Carroll and the Seahawks right now with the win at the Chargers. This is an awesome season for them. It really is. Um, uh, Go back to preseason, you know, whether it's a quarterback competition. I didn't think it was a real one. You know, it was Geno's Geno's job to lose, I I think. Um, But yet, it's the culture that Pete Carroll created. You know, you think back to when they were the Legion of Boom and on their way to going to Super Bowls. Uh, each and every week, those guys competed for their job. I mean, even Russell, as a mid-rounder, uh, competed for their job, and that was the culture. And you got work done. Uh, they got after it. They were intense, and they got they got it done, right? And uh, I think so many times in today's NFL, uh, and as betters, if you can find this information out, uh, I think it could benefit you. Uh, our teams, I mean, you hear about teams putting in the work. There's one thing about working, but then there's another thing about having a country club type of atmosphere, 
I mean, even at the country club, you're hitting golf balls, you're working on your game, but you're also looking forward to getting into the clubhouse, right? Uh, I think when you put in work, okay, are you bringing your hard hat and your lunch pail? And are you putting in the time before and after? Uh, certainly, are you ramping up some some physicality as well during a week uh, during a week of practice? And I, I think there's a lot of teams in NFL that do that, and they're running the football. They're very tough. They're hardworking. The Raiders are a great example of that right now. Uh, but there's there's another a number of teams too that have this finesse about them uh, that is putting them behind the times in today's NFL right now. You know, Mike, I, I think you've seen finesse from Denver since the very first preseason game. I think you see a team that has adopted the Matt LaFleur program of, hey, as long as we don't get anybody hurt, we're going to be fine. And that mm-hmm. works if you got Aaron Rodgers and you got Devontae Adams, but that doesn't work when you're trying to develop. I think these receivers have been probably the most disappointing level of receiver that I've seen. They don't seem like they're being challenged and they're supposed to be so good on paper, and yet they don't make enough plays. Correct. I mean, 100%, uh, Michael. I, I think Jerry Judy, for the prospect of who he was coming out of Alabama, uh, you love what you see on tape about the guy, but in a game, you don't love that. <laughs> Not even in the passing game. I, I think Cortland Sutton, too, as a pro bowler, uh, is coming off a situation with the knee. He's at best a 50-50 guy uh, in terms of what he can do on the, field, on the football field. He's not a true number one. Uh, and so when you look at the, the wide receiver position with the Broncos, they don't have a true number one. They don't have a go-to guy. They don't even have a matchup guy uh, that they would love to create matchups with. So that's also a problem in addition to the fact that they can't run the football without a physical presence right now. Okay, quickly on the Vegas Raiders, let me just say, and you work for the Raiders Network as well, Pritch, and of course, Mick Lombardi helping with the offense there. Look, should have beaten Arizona, could have beaten Kansas City, yet a win yesterday, they're 2-4. and four. Season's not over. There's a little juice with the running game, and I, 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 again, season's not over here with the Raiders. Yeah, they've carved, carved out an identity, and I think the bye week helped them do that. Um, you know, Derek Carr looked very comfortable, but he was also aided by uh, Josh Jacobs, who is a, just a pure running back out there right now. And uh, I think the staff for the Raiders evaluated everything and said, okay, what are we doing very well now at a high level? And what are we not doing very well? And okay, do we get rid of it? Do we change it? Uh, so self-evaluation, uh, you think about the pedigree uh, of Josh McDaniels and his staff, uh, they're going to figure it out. And, and so from a betting standpoint, look at the Raiders' schedule. Uh, the next four games, they got three teams with losing records. And I believe the Colts are at 500 with the tie. I mean, that, that is a path to where the Raiders can get back into the playoff picture. Yeah, no doubt. That, and they got New Orleans in New Orleans. They're going to stay down in Florida, in Sarasota. And then they play Jacksonville, who's coming back from London. They got an mm-hmm. opportunity. That, but the, obviously, like anything in the NFL, the next game is the most important. But the one thing I will say is if the quarterback and their offense execute, they had four drives of over 75 yards in that game. That's rare. To, that's hard to do. All right. Okay, Mike Pritchard, of course, Monday spot, joining us here at Lombardi Line. During the break, Pritch, here's your homework. I want you to give me a reason to back Chicago at New England catching eight and a half. That's the assignment. When we come back, we'll get Pritch's answer. We continue Lombardi Line. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. 
Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, and the BetMGM rewards. Again, it's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, which features fresh a redesign, which is even better when you're in-game betting. So make sure you check it out. Plus, betting's premier loyalty program so again when you make a bet over at betmgm on the app or the website you get points you can use those points for free bets dining shows travel whatever you want it's a great program make sure you check it out got to be 21 years or older it's 1-800-GAMBLER okay we're back Lombardi line Michael Lombardi Mike Pritchard in his regular Monday spot on Patrick Maher so this is news that came in Michael let me start with you and then we'll get Pritch's Mm -hmm. take as a player Um, reports potentially the two and five Cleveland Browns uh, looking to move Kareem Hunt or open to talking about trade possibilities for him and a couple other players. Is this a two and five team that's got Deshaun Watson returning soon here? Are they waving the flag? How do you take this? 
Well, I mean, they, they obviously like Denver. They gave up a lot of draft picks, and so they, they got to recoup some of the draft picks back. I, I don't know what their mindset. Now, here's the thing with Kareem Hunt. His contract's up at the end of the year. So what you're doing as an executive saying, okay, if I trade him now, what will I get? And what would I get if he's a free agent in the open market? What's the compensatory compensation that's going to happen a year from now? So why would I give away an asset that I'm going to eventually get in a compensatory pool unless the deal was right for me. And then where am I if Nick Chubb goes down, where's my team? Now, I could, you know, this guy, Hunt, wants a new contract too. So he's going to be a rental. Now, we know that the Rams were sniffing around on McCaffrey. They made an office. Would the Rams be interested in Hunt? Yeah. Do they have draft picks to give? Probably. You know, and he's at an economical value for them. So I'm sure there's going to be takers. A lot of this is going to come down to the mindset of the team in terms of, the, the present day and the future. And let's face it, I mean, the Browns should be running the ball a hell of a lot more than they are. And I, and I think ultimately that's an issue. Pritch, take us inside the locker room on this. And also for betters looking to back or fade Cleveland moving forward. Is it dispiriting when you hear your team potentially will be moving on from somebody like Hunt, who's a key piece there? No, no, I don't think in this case for the Cleveland Browns, uh, it's that way, Patrick, because, I mean, you think about the fact that they traded for Deshaun Watson uh, and they're not going to have him for the bulk of the season. So uh, I I think in the locker room, realistic expectations was not going to be that great uh, with Brissett. You know, I think reality set in for that football team during the offseason on through training camp. Uh, They tried to make the the best of it. They couldn't uh, with that situation. And Michael's right. I mean, Kareem Hunt, has wanted a new contract, wants a new contract. And I think the landscape in the NFL, and this is key for betters, is that coaches have turned back the clock when it comes to rushing the football. Uh, I put out a tweet a couple weeks ago about it feels like the mid-1990s right now uh, with lead blocking, ISO blocking, tight ends as lead blockers too if you don't have a fullback. Uh, And just taking advantage uh, of the lighter boxes that you see the nature of the spread offenses that these players from defense side of the ball uh, participated in or against uh, in college. And then, okay, the advent of that spread offense and everything into the national football, like everybody's kind of used to it. Uh, but now you're seeing uh, the, the teams or a lot of teams, a number of teams turn back the clock with the running game. And I think Kareem Hunt becomes a viable option there and certainly wanting a new contract the way he plays right now. I can see a lot of teams perhaps interested in that situation. You know, Patrick, so, Mike makes a great ahead, point. Michael. The teams that are running these two backs, first of all, the yards per attempt average is up in the NFL. I mean, if, if Baltimore would use more two backs, you know, the, the you watch the Raiders. Nobody really knows how to fit. When I say fit, the defense has to figure out when a lead blocker is coming at them, how they fit with the gap integrity in the run. And because they're so used to one back runs, they don't really have a good sense of fitting it. You know, Jacksonville, ha- from the first preseason game, Jacksonville hasn't done a good job of fitting on two-back runs. And so that's a problem. And to me, everything in the NFL is zig and zag. You know, we went wildcat, everybody went all wildcat, then it came back. Now everybody's all one-back runs, not so good. You know, just ask Mike McDaniel on two one-back runs, couldn't get a yard last night. So, like, at some point, we're going to get back. The fullback or an H-back are going to come back into vogue. What do you think about that, Pritch? No, I agree. I mean, when I got to the league, we were running a run and shoot. <laughs> I mean, uh, Buffalo went to four Super Bowls with their the K-gun, right, at, in Warren Moon mm-hmm. in Houston. And 
Uh, Barry Sanders did what he did up there in Detroit with the run and shoot offense. But, you know, teams catch up with the run and shoot, and especially you couldn't run the football. I, I think the 49ers, the Cowboys, the, the, the Redskins at the time, and a number of teams, the Packers, the Broncos, I mean, all those teams stayed balanced and, and they ran the football. Uh, and then when the league caught up to that, oh, okay, we saw more uh, 11 personnel and spread offenses, uh, the RPO stuff. And, uh, you know, everything's cyclical uh, in the National Football League. We're on a cycle now. If you have an effective running game uh, and certainly a toughness aspect on the offensive line, uh, we're seeing more explosive plays in a running game than in a passing game so far this year in the league. So before we get to Monday night, let me ask you this, boys. Uh, we were talking about Cleveland and running the football. should be concerted. They close out week eight on Monday night, Michael. They host Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. Cincinnati's lane three at Cleveland. Should Cleveland run more and have success against Cincy? Well, they should, but I mean, I think Lou Amaromo does a great job against defending it. And, you know, they played Atlanta, who wanted to run the ball, and they were able to get the lead. Look, I think the telltale sign yesterday for if you're a Bengal fan is your explosive plays came back. That, that, that's what they've been missing. They haven't had that explosive plays. And yesterday against Atlanta, they were in rapid fire. I mean, if he doesn't mess up the end of the half, Zach Taylor, I mean, you know, I mean, he's got the ball. He's punting with like, what, eight seconds to go or seven, 10 seconds. Punt the ball out of bounds. Instead, they punt it, and Atlanta gets three points at the end of the half. You got to punt the ball out of bounds there. That's, that's the play. So, but to me, they finally got their offense where Burrow was making explosive plays down the field, and their skill level took up. It's going to be hard for the Browns. The Browns, the Browns don't have that explosiveness. I know they've got Amari Cooper, but they don't have that explosiveness that they need to keep up if this is the way the Bengals play. What do you think, Bridge? No, I agree. I, I think uh, we can't forget about the Bengals and that offense establishing something that has not been established ever uh, in the National Football League, and, and that's the age of 25 years or younger uh, and just being prolific. at two wide receiving positions with Higgins uh, and certainly Jamar Chase. Uh, but then also you have the other situation, too, guys, uh, where you have um, uh, Mixon being involved. I think Joe Burrow is is on point right now with what he wants to be with that offense and that personnel. Uh, and it's been incredible. I, I think they just improved from here, guys. Okay, fellas, we close out the Lombardi line on a Monday with Monday Night Football. It's the Bears at the Patriots. Pritch, I gave you a homework during the break. I want to <laughs> back the Bears catching eight and a half. Give me a reason to do so. Well, I didn't tell you I had a teaser on the uh, Patriots, though, at home. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, right, right. Uh, no, it, it, if you look at it, Patrick and Michael, I, if you are a home favorite greater than six points or more, if you tease down those home favorites, they all did well for you, 5-0 and oh, uh, from that situation. So I'm looking for the Patriots on a teaser. But no, I can't find um, – you know, obviously, it's the National Football League. I mean, you think about the Bears, you think about Eberflus, you think about what he's trying to teach with that football team. Let's let's take the ball away defensively if we can, uh, and then give our offense opportunities. If they get multiple opportunities that way, fewer possessions for the Patriots, obviously, uh, that's a recipe to get inside that number. Uh, but can they do that on the road, though? Uh, you know, and uh, I guess we got word that Mac Jones is going to quarterback. I, I believe so. That's the word moving forward. Eight and a half is the number now. So I, yeah, I think everything has to go right for the Bears to get inside that number. And that, that means uh, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, generating a number of turnovers.
Yeah, they've got to slow the game down. There's no doubt. They've got to be able to run the ball. I mean, that that we saw Green Bay run the ball effectively against the, the, the Patriots in Green Bay. And I think that's what they have to do. And Justin Fields will be part of that run game. And look, I, the way the Patriots play, Patrick, I don't think the Patriots play hide-and-seek. They're not going to run away from you. The game's going to go slowly. And by the third quarter, uh, eventually, I think Belichick will get control. He'll figure out what exactly they're doing in the run game what they want to do with Justin Fields. They can't give up a big play to Moody. they got to be careful there. I think they'll get control of it, but I think eight, eight and a half is a lot. I, what's the over-under? What are we at, 40? That's a lot of points in, a, in, a, in that total. I, I would take the eight and a half. I mean, I'm not playing it. I don't want it on my Bill 80 card. I don't want it on that. I, I'm not playing it, but I would lean towards taking the, taking the Bears and the points. A tease for Pritch, a lean on the eight and a half with the Bears. Uh, Quickly, Michael, breaking news, per sources, Colts are benching Matt Ryan, turning to Sam Ellinger. So he makes his first start on Sunday. Foles is going to be be the backup. I I mean, look, uh, Matt Ryan's beat up. He can't throw the ball at all. At some point, the Colts got to figure out where they are with Ellinger. Matt Ryan, you know, didn't do it. I, I think it's a smart play. Okay. We'll have more from Michael Lombardi, uh, and we'll see how that number is adjusted as far as Washington and the Colts. Now, Sam Ellinger is going to make his first start, and we've got a third stringer and Matt Ryan with the Colts. Pritch, thank you very much. Enjoy the game tonight, and Michael, you do the same. Thanks, okay? Pritch. Great job, Pritch. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Patrick. Absolutely. Thank, thank you, you Patrick. Pritch. Okay, okay, guys. Thank yeah. you both. Big Bets is coming up next. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 